All right, we're live. Episode five, once again, Forrest Hall here with S1 Allen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And a little bit of housekeeping, of course. Realchurchmatters.com. You can go on there and check the podcast through SoundCloud. Uh, You can also subscribe on iTunes. We appreciate, um, I think, Linda, who put a review up on iTunes. I appreciate it. I don't know who Linda is, but I appreciate you listening. Hope you're continuing to listen. And yeah, um, putting reviews is helpful. So if you have some time, do so as well. And I would appreciate it. Uh, Where can they find you, Antoinette? LikewiseLife.com. Instagram, Twitter, all that is go do likewise. Awesome. Awesome. And new articles up or anything we're we working on some stuff okay my team is you know party of one right now so all right party of one <laughs> you know, it works very well believe it or not believe it or not um this week's podcast is an interesting one yeah. we'll be talking about um how to be a christian in a world full of care mm-hmm. how to care about christ and still understand how to navigate the other cares of this world um just a little side note to that um you know a lot of people when it comes to to putting your child in school and uh going to work these things don't necessarily lend themselves to coming to church on a tuesday night and wednesday night and they don't get in the wednesday night some people's church services are Thursday night and even Sundays are hard for people who tend to have a lot going on. Right. Or even Saturdays where you want to put your kids in different programs in church and out of church. Right. It's yeah, it's a lot. It can be a lot and um I've started to hear you know a lot of people complain about that and I, I just wanted to kind of bring it to the table and and get some understanding as to how do we deal with life in the midst of saying that we have renewed life in Christ. Right. Or even people who not necessarily have kids, but you have to go to work every day and you come home, you're tired. Like, you know, you work hard and who wants to have to go to another right. thing after working all day? And yeah. And you hearing the pastor tell you, you need to make it a Bible study because it's beneficial to your life and you need to learn more about God since you say you're a Christian. Right. And you need to be at Wednesday night service or Thursday night service. And you're like, yeah, and my, I need to be at my child's PTA as well. And I need to be able to do uh, this or that, or people who feel a certain way about the fact that they have to work at night and they're not able to make these things or they have to work at night. And then you expect them to come to church on Sunday morning. Um, I just wanted to address this and, and bring some scripture to it. I would love to hear people's opinion about it as well. So please, by all means, email us at askme at realchurchmatters.com. And um, yeah, we're just going to try to dig into this. Yeah. And it's an interesting perspective for both of us because I feel like we were both born and raised in church and we know what it feels like to have to get up and go to school in the morning after you've been at church all night. And Yeah, I mean, I, I grew up in apostolic church, so... It was church most most of the week. Most of the week, there was something going on in church. And my parents, um, at the very least, one of my parents always made sure that we were in those services. 
And yeah, if some of the services went long, it would be like a Tuesday night and you didn't get out till 10 o'clock and we're sitting on the pews uh, doing homework sometimes or making sure the homework was done before we even went to church. But a lot of people look at that and say, how does that benefit my child? Or how was that service even going to be beneficial to me knowing that I have to go to work the next day? Mm-hmm. Um, and just in many of the other cares I don't want to focus on that, but just many of the other cares that people face that makes it hard for them to engage with church. Um, it makes you step back and say, is it worth it? You know, when people right. say, I, I don't even have gas money to make it to church. I don't have uh, means to make it to church. Oh, what is the purpose of me even going out of my way to do that? And, and for me, I think it starts with, the scriptures. Definitely. So I want to start there. Um, we're going to focus on Mary and Martha for this. I think Mary and Martha create a dichotomy that I think they actually represent two sides of our person. Mm-hmm. They represent two sides of thinking. Mm-hmm. So let me just start. Luke chapter 10, verse 38, 42. He says, now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. And Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her and said, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. And so when you look at that, Martha <clears throat> represents one side of us. Mm-hmm. Martha represents the side that sees work. There's, practical. A, there's a work yeah. and it's very practical. And even dealing with Jesus, I, I want to give him my best. So I'm going to work. Mm-hmm. That's how I articulate myself. Right. I, I, that's how I respond and communicate with him. We're, Humans that know how to do. And so Martha represents that. But then you have Mary and she just sits there. She sits at Jesus' feet. Not worried, unbothered. Uh, not even thinking about serving. Yeah. She sits at his feet and listens to him teach. And Martha sees this and she has a problem with it. The same way we see people who are coming to church and we say, yeah, it must be nice for you. But there's other things that need to be done, and you should be helping me, right. or you should be paying attention to it too. You should understand this. That's what Martha was saying. Like, Jesus, tell her that she's misguided. Tell her that she's foolish right now. Tell her she's missing the point. And Jesus' response to Martha is, but she's not. He said, you are anxious and troubled, and troubled about many things. He didn't say you were anxious and troubled about nothing. He said, you're anxious and troubled about many things, and that's a problem. That's where we come in. That's where a lot of our lives is us doing out of what? Anxiousness Anxiousness and and trouble. Mm -hmm. We're we're constantly in a place where we're doing because we're worried. And we don't even realize it. Don't even realize it. You're stressed. You're going to work every day. Absolutely. But you you're you're you not operate make, out of that troubledness. You're, you're you're missing Bible study or you're missing church because you are anxious and worried about things, a lot of things 
that you don't need to be worried about. Yeah. But you think that your worrying or your anxiousness causing you to do is going to fix the problem. Right. He's saying what you're doing is focusing on the wrong thing. He said one thing is necessary. And I love that word necessary. He said, you're anxious and troubled about many things. I didn't say you were worried about nothing. Those things are something. But he's saying what you're worried about isn't necessary. It isn't necessary. When we we say, you know, I'm worried about my kids getting A's. So I want to make sure they get a good night's sleep. Mm -hmm. You're worried about something that isn't necessary. Mm -hmm. Even to them getting straight A's. Yeah. You don't understand the thing that is necessary for them getting straight A's is the thing that you're going to neglect them, them from, which is from, their faith, yeah. Which is their faith. Because beyond getting straight A's, beyond them being academically successful, we want them to be a whole person. Mm -hmm. In order for them to be a whole person, they need to be what? They need to be taught the word of God. See, it's easy for us to be, to raise up children it's not easy, but it's it's hard work. But raising up a scholastic, successful person is raising up a Martha. One who knows how to do, probably does well, but is anxious and bothered and troubled about many a things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you're raising up somebody who is going to be be able to do, but is going to have a hard time understanding the necessary things of life. Mm -hmm. we yeah, because they spent so much time focused on those things. You taught them to be focused on those things. Yeah. You taught them to, to, to handle one side of their life. And since they, and, and we're a whole person. Mm -hmm. And so I love the next part where he says, there's one thing that's necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion or the good part. Mm -hmm. We know that we're a whole people, mm -hmm. but he's saying there's a part of us that's good and necessary. That part of us helps us be whole. That part of us helps the whole of us. When you focus on the part of you that doesn't, then you only become half a person. Yeah, but that's people's thinking. It's like, I can't keep my child from, you know. Focusing on their schoolwork, you know, and you see the effects of that, too. You see kids who were born and raised in church and aren't scholastically, you know, advanced and stuff yeah. like that. So it's like, yeah, you, what, for you, what do you think that what goes wrong there when you see that? I, even? I, I, even when people are bringing their children to church, they're missing the point. You know what I'm saying? They're, 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 they're not engaging with a child in the manner in which Mary engaged with Christ. Mm hmm. Yeah, remember, the he teaching, said, he said right. that she she chose the good part. That's why I love to talk about it in this way. Like, yeah, we're not talking about you coming to Bible study right. because you can come to Bible study and, and still, still miss not. the good part. Mm -hmm. What's the good part? It's engaging with Christ's teaching. Mary sat her tail down in front of Jesus and listened to him teach. Mm -hmm. A lot of people come to church and they feel like just being in the place is enough. We've been around Christ before. 
being around Christ doesn't mean that I'm listening to him. They made sure they let you know that she sat at his feet and listened to his teaching. I was just telling somebody the other day, I wish that I understood how to listen to people in my 20s like I do now in my 30s. Because I'm learning so much about them. I'm learning so much about me. I'm learning so much about what is being said, by what is not being said, because I'm becoming a listener. Instead of listening for the sake of responding or or acting like I'm listening because it's the right thing to do. You it's say, a different thing, yeah. It's a different thing. So when we say, you need to make it the Bible study, I don't think you just need to make it the Bible study. I, need you to, I think you need to make it to Bible study with the intent to engage, to listen mm-hmm. to the teaching and engage with Christ. Mm. That's the good part. That's the necessary part. It helps the part of you that can help the whole of you. But we miss these things because we so focus on people showing up. That's what I mean. It's always, it seems like it's one end or the other. It's always. You you, you have people, it's separated. You have the people that come to Bible study and they say, where the rest of these people at? Mm -hmm. They should be here. Man, make sure that you're here. Because here's the thing about what I noticed about Mary. The Mary side of us isn't focused on Martha. At all. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But Martha's side is always focused, focused on, on Mary. Mary. Yep. <laughs> what she's doing and doing her work at the same time. It's exactly. like, like you, you're you, still missing it. <laughs> you, you're so busy in yours, but you anxious and worried about so many things, including Mary. Mm-hmm. And then you, Yet you benefit nothing. You're still not in the good part. And here's the, here's the amazing thing we have to be careful about. We try to apply the way that we engage with the world with Christ. She wanted Christ to think like her. Mm. She assumed that he thought like her. Right. She said, Jesus, Jesus, do you not care that my sister has left me serving so alone? Right. People expect Christ to care about what they care about. Mm. And they miss the point. Mm. He doesn't care about the things you care about because the things you care about don't help the whole of you. The things you care about are real. We'll never deny that. Jesus won't deny that. But the things you care about aren't necessary. Mm. That's what we got to be asking ourselves. You got to ask the Martha side of you, like, is it necessary? Mm hmm. You know, I is would, it life and death? Yeah, you know, I would come to church, um, but you know, it's just it was one bill after another. You know, my boss is really putting me through stuff. By the time I get home, I'm tired. I just want to rest. I understand that, but is it necessary? Mm-hmm. How important? How, how much necessary is that rest compared to the rest you'll get by being at Jesus' feet? That's right. That rest that you get in that bed helps a part of you. The rest you'll get by obeying and listening to the word of God helps the whole of you. Mm -hmm. Not just in this life, but the life to come. Mm -hmm. We say we want life and life more abundantly. Well, you need to sit where life is and get it in you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's not a, I come on Sunday. There's a bigger issue here. The bigger issue is that people are trying to serve God. And think that that's the good part. Yeah. 
Think about it. She wasn't serving herself. No. Martha was serving. And half of us are, though. Going to work every day, people always always find it weird when people are like, yeah, I need a vacation. It's like, but you work for yourself. Like, you work to pay your own bills. You work to take care of your children. Like, it's all about you anyway. You want to break from (laughs) serving you to serve you. Yes. It it is very interesting. Yeah. That's a good point. And what does that cause us? That causes us to think. That we deserve something. Mm-hmm. Mary went to Jesus like, I'm serving you. Don't you think my sister should be serving you You mean too? Martha? Yeah, Martha is like, don't mm-hmm. you think my sister Mary should be serving you too? Right. No. I think your sister Mary is sitting here understanding what it means to serve. Mm-hmm. What it truly means to serve. What it truly means to follow Christ is not to serve him, but to listen to him. Right. We're not teaching that. This is why people are in a position where they don't see the value of coming to Bible study. They don't see the value of coming to Wednesday service or Thursday service. They don't see the value of even coming to church. They will engage with church on a stream. They'll say, my relationship with God is personal. It's me and God. Mm -hmm. I, I do devotions every day. I sit at home. Because they don't see the necessary nature of church. Mm -hmm. They don't see the necessary nature of church because they don't see Jesus in it. So what what would you say to that person? What I would say to that person? When Jesus usually possibly isn't in some, you know, you go to some Bible studies, you really don't get it. You feel like you don't get anything from it. What I would say to that person is find a place where you do. But you engaging with the people of God is important. That's right. We it's, just talked about that last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. It's important that we engage with the people of God because we are tasked to en- engage with the people who we want to show God to. Then if you're in, if you're tasked with engaging with the world per se or people who don't know God, you need to be engaging with other people of faith. To help build you in your faith as you engage with this world. You hit it. They're they're supposed to be building you up, lifting you up, helping you, focusing you, teaching you. You know what I'm saying? I sit and read my Bible all the time. But I need to be around other people and hear other teaching. And engage with other teaching. And teach others. Yes. If you know so much, you you say you do all this devotional right. stuff. Why don't, why don't you take the time to share with other people? There is a huge difference between sitting in my room engaging with God and sitting in a church and engaging with God. And understanding what that difference is is the difference between us getting to work and just being a spectator. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> One of the things with um uh, athlete parents is that they're always trying to get their kids around kids who are of better skill set. Yeah, because they know if my kid keep playing with this local rec league, they're never going to rise to the occasion. Right. I got to get them around other kids who are better that can help them build their skills. Mm-hmm. My kid can't just sit in the garage and shoot a thousand shots and think he's going to be a great player. He has to be connected with people who are also pursuing that Mm. so that they can grow and build 
and and understand the game in a greater capacity right. than just sitting in the parking lot or sitting in a garage won't do. Mm. That's true. It just won't do. But we don't understand it because we don't see the necessary thing. We we aren't engaging with our Mary. We're engaging with our Martha. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, <clears throat> let's take it a step further. John 12, 2 through 8, we come back to visit Martha and Mary again. Mm-hmm. And just for a point, Mary and Martha are the sisters of Lazarus. Who at this point in John chapter 12, verse 238, he just raised him from the dead. Mm-hmm. And so in verse 2, it says, so they gave a dinner for him there. Martha served once again. Go ahead, Martha. You know, she Martha. on it, man. She worked hard. <laughs> Martha is serving. And Lazarus was one of those reclining with him, with Jesus, at the table. So, you know, Lazarus is all alive. He didn't raise one day. He chilling <laughs> at the table. Martha serving everybody. Mary, therefore, took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, we all know Judas, one of his disciples, he was about to betray him, said, why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief and having charge on of the money bag he used to help himself to what was put into it. Mm-hmm. So he was in charge of the money for the disciples and right. he used to always take a little off the top. And it says, verse seven, Jesus said, leave her alone so that she may keep it for the day of my burial for the poor you always have with you. But you do not always have me. Me. Mm. So once again, somebody got an issue with what Mary's doing. (laughs) Why? Because we even have family members that are like that. They see us focusing on the best part, on the good part, the part that builds us and helps us and guides us and leads us and focuses us and connects us with Christ. They see us doing that and they have an issue. And they don't just have an issue. They think that we are. Out of sorts, even in our own religion. Because mm-hmm. they'll look at all the things, all the lack. They'll look at what you leave them behind, the cares that you don't yeah. have anymore. They focus so, on that so, stuff. So you don't need this money? Right. You're going to just take and, and and just give this to the church? Mm-hmm. You're just going to just waste this perfume on Jesus? Right. Do you know what I'm saying? When I was first starting out, you know how many people told me, like, so you just going to, you know, do stuff for the church for free? They don't care about you. They don't want to make sure you good. These kids, people who don't know on the podcast, he he was a youth minister. He worked with children. So people would say, you know, these kids going to turn out crazy and bad anyway. Why are you even wasting your time? They're going to do that. There would be young women who end up pregnant. And they'd be like, see, you did all that stuff. All that. You think they care? Or kids sometimes would lie on me and they would do all, mm-hmm. see, you do all this stuff for them and it don't matter. Right. What are they doing? They're trying to pull me into a reality because they actually think that Christ would do it that way. Because mm-hmm. remember, he, he, just like Martha, mm-hmm. what Lazarus do, he go to Jesus and say, hey, we could have used this. Mm-hmm. You going to let her use it on you? Waste it 
You get what I'm saying? But people the air always, about it. Yeah. People are always, they have an air about them. They're telling us really what they're saying is you're wasting your time. Mm-hmm. So you just go to a Bible study. Like your kids don't got homework in the morning. You're wasting your time is mm-hmm. what they're telling you. Yeah. That's, that's all they're saying. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, your kids got homework. So you're just going to drag them to church? Yeah. And, and I'm going to tell you this. It's pointless to drag your kids to church for them to fall asleep. Yes. It's pointless for you to drag your kids to church for them to sit and do their homework or be on the iPad. See, the good part is that we teach kids how to listen to the word so that they, 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 we cultivate the Mary in them. That's right. See, you ain't even cultivating the Mary in them when you have them come and don't make them listen to the word of Christ. Oh, they're going to be bored. <laughs> That's all you hear. Yeah. They're not going to listen anyway. Yeah. It, it, you're missing the point. You yeah. might as well stay home. You might as well. Yep. You might as well because you already are like Martha. You just don't know it. Yep. You 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 can't be to move past Martha. We can't even be like Judas. We can't make it about money. No. First, we make it about issues and cares and what we think is right. Now we're making it about money. Yep. We we're can't. still missing it. We're still missing the missing point. It. He said, "She's doing what is right. She's preparing a situation that is right." Once again, y'all lay off of Mary because <laughs> she's doing what is right. And notice how Mary is literally only engaging with who? Jesus. Christ. Mm-hmm. Her purpose is Christ. She went from listening to him in, in, in Luke mm-hmm. chapter 10. She went from being at the feet of Jesus listening to now being at the feet of Jesus worshiping. worshiping. Mm-hmm. What it, see, the Mary in us. Is always going to be engaging with Christ to learn and to worship. Mm-hmm. Or serve, even. But that's what serving is. Yeah. That's what serving is. When I say I'm following Christ, I am learning and worshiping. Mm-hmm. When I say I'm serving Christ, I'm learning and, and worshiping. worshiping. Mm. People are missing it. Let me show you how they're missing it. Luke chapter 9. This was a chapter before his engagement with Mary and Martha in verse 57, it says, as they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. These are the proclamations. I I just want to help people out with, with their walk as Christians. These are the proclamations Christians make. What Christians do? Lord, I'll follow you wherever you go. Just lead me. Just lead me. I'll follow. Just Lord, this is what what happens at the beginning, before they get too too busy for mm-hmm. that. At the beginning, when this first engagement with Christ, this man is a, along the road. He says, "Lord, I'll I'll follow you wherever you go. I'll be right there with you." And what did Jesus say? He said, "Foxes have holes, birds have nests, but the Son of Man, he has nowhere to lay his head." Jesus was saying so much in that in that scripture. Mm-hmm. He was saying three things that I figured out when I was listening to it. He was saying, if you're going to follow me, the way that I go is is not comfortable. It's not comfortable. (laughs) The way that I go is not predictable. Mm. And three, the way that I go is not profitable. 
takes a lot to take in. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we get to the point where we want to come to Christ, but we want Christ to be comfortable, predictable, and profitable. To what part of us? To the Martha part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to the part that knows how to do and how to engage in this world and wants to take everything in which they engage with this world and start to engage with Jesus the same way. And Jesus is like, that's not it. But it's how we're wired. It's how it's, we're wired. It's, it's just human nature. Yeah. We're born to care about those things. And we throw it around and try to attach it saying, you know, God knows my heart. He know that I got I had this going on today. He know that I just need a minute. He know my back hurt. He know I only got a little bit of money. He understand if I trade this perfume in for money instead of wasting it on him. You got to shift your cares. You got to shift your cares. Your cares exist. They're real. But you got to shift them. The scripture while we're even on it. The scripture says in 1 Peter 5 and 7, cast your cares upon him. For he cares for you. Mm-hmm. Now, you you brought that scripture up. Tell me why you brought that scripture. Well, I brought it up when I was talking about the whole anxiety thing and how we're not supposed to put our cares into, you know, worrying about our future and worrying about that stuff. We're supposed to cast them on him. Yeah. And like, like he said with Martha, he said, you're anxious and troubled about many things. Won't you just come cast your cares on me? Mm-hmm. Come sit down. Come sit down at my feet. Mm-hmm. Come cast your cares on me. I, I. I I got this. Why is he telling you to cash your cares? Because they real. Those they bi- exist. Those bills on your table, they it's real. Me. That man that left you with that child to raise yourself and barely paying child support, he real. Let's say our fr- favorite phrase, faith is not delusion. Faith is not <laughs> delusion. All that stuff is real, but yeah. Christ is saying. I'm realer. I'm realer. <laughs> mm-hmm. I care more than you. Mm-hmm. I care better than you. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Cast your cares on me because I care for you. And I care about you better than you can care about you. Mm. Because I care about the whole of you. I care about the future you. You only care about the the present. present. Right. I even posted a post like, uh, I think the other day I was like, just I don't care. Because it's just like, like you said, you shift your cares. You can't, you know, focus on that stuff. It, It sets you back. You waste all this energy caring about this stuff yeah. and you you see people all the time they they're constantly bringing you to to a point where they want you to care about things as much as you mm-hmm. it's, it's like martha you know right now you're in the process of uh, you know moving uh getting something set up mm-hmm. and, and people are caring about it more than you are yes and it is frustrating them yes you're like hey 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 have you figured that out yet and you're like um, I'm good. It's just going to work out. Why? Because they don't even realize how they are playing towards their Martha when they need to be their Mary. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm doing anything, I'm working hard to cast my cares on him. That's right. He said, I don't want him to look at me like, Forrest, you anxious and troubled over many things, but you're missing the necessary mm-hmm. good part. You're missing it. I don't want to miss it. You know what I mean? I don't mm-hmm. want to say, I'll follow you wherever you go, Lord. But when he says, foxes have holes and, and birds have nests, but the son of man will have a place to lay his head. What is he doing? He's being kind enough to let me know what it costs. Yep. You're not going to be comfortable. 
He like, you're going to have, if you're not focused, you won't be able to hang with me. Yeah. Because you will find yourself caring about the lack. He said, when you walk with me, I walk in lack because my father will provide. That's right. Jesus cast his cares upon his father. And the freedom that comes along with this. Yeah, all he, is, he ain't is even crazy. saying it like it's a bad thing. Yeah. He said it foxes, it's freedom. they got holes. Birds, they got nests, but the son of man, they don't got a place to lay his head, dog. Nope. You still want to rock with me? You still want to come with me? That's what, that's, what he, that's what he's letting us know. Yeah. He said, man, I, I, Jesus, I, I, I'm here for you. But I ain't come here to make it more comfortable. Right. Because people will hear that scripture and be like, yeah, that means that wherever, whatever God has for me is better. You know, it and is, it, 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 it is it, in a sense, but not <laughs> your better. Yeah. Like, it's not like, you know, I expected this and he ended up giving me a mansion type he did, stuff. He did not come to patronize my, Mar- my Martha. Right. He came for my Mary. Mm-hmm. The spirit <clears throat> man. He came for Mary. So I understand since my walk, I've been a Christian since I was 19. Nothing about my walk as a Christian has been comfortable. Go to the next one. It's Nothing not about been my walk as, as a Christian has been predictable. Mm-hmm. I don't know where he's going since he, he don't have a place. Yeah. I said I will follow him wherever he's going. Since he don't have a place, a destination, it's all about the journey. Yep. So how could you be worried about how you're going to wake up in the morning and how your kid's going to get good grades? It's all about the journey. Yeah. With Christ, it's all about the journey. See, Martha's looking and saying, I can't see the end result for her sitting there at your feet. And Jesus is like, it ain't about that. It's about the journey. It's about the journey. Nothing about my walk with Christ has been profitable. Not in the sense of what Judas was right. talking about. Mm-hmm. But there's been a prophet to your soul. To my soul. There's been a prophet to my mind. Do you know what I'm saying? And it benefits me. Yes. It's like we said, it's freedom. It's it's freedom in that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I, I wasn't the best kid. My parents dragged me to church and, and sometimes I didn't do my schoolwork. And sometimes I missed the mark. And most of the time I was a C student. What they put in me benefited me beyond that. Yep. It gave me something that can never be taken away. Like he said, he, he they gave me the good part. Mm-hmm. They taught me how to sit at Jesus' feet. That's right. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We try to serve Christ through our actions. They, you just got to listen. You know what I mean? If we're not in a position where we're trying to listen to Christ, we're not in a position where we're trying to worship Christ. We are in a position where we are trying to maneuver and engineer Christ to fit in our lives. And we're missing the point. Another person said in verse 59 of Luke chapter 9, he said, follow me, follow me. Jesus said, follow me. And another person said, what? Let me first go and bury my father. And the man. Priority (laughs) still off. And Jesus said to him, leave the dead to bury the dead. Mm -hmm. 
We are in those positions. We're in those positions where we want Christ to care about what we care about. Mm -hmm. But he only cares about what is necessary. Because he's all about life and life more abundantly. Sometimes we're so caught up, anxious and troubled over dead things. Mm -hmm. They only concern dead people. And so we miss the best part. Mm Mm-hmm. You got to ask yourself, some of y'all, y'all worried about some stuff that's only concerned about dead things. Some of us are acting like we're dead people because we only concerned about dead things. Mm -hmm. Christ is like, leave the dead to bury the dead. Some of us are worried about things in our past. He's like, that's dead. Leave that for somebody who's dead. But how do you expect that person to want to come to Bible study? You know, it's like if yeah. that's what your concern is, that's all you're going to want to consume. And Jesus, you know? and Jesus basically in, in saying it that way mm-hmm. is saying, if you want to go, you want to go. But it's going to let me know what you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We can't get upset with them. You're right. Somebody break their neck to come to Bible study. But their mind is on dead things. It, it, it won't profit matter. them anyway. He said, let the dead bury the dead. As we go as Christians, we have to have an obligation to ourselves to value the things of God that bring value to us. Don't try to create another God by f- trying to fit God into the things you value. It's dead. He said, those are gone. Those things are done. First Timothy 5 and 6 said, but she who is self-indulgent is dead even while she lives. Mm. <laughs> we keep talking about uh, sin in this, in this weird way. But let me just tell you this. He's saying that you're dead if you are caught up in the things that are self-indulgent. That man who wanted to bury his father, he was self-indulgent. He was he was focused on himself. Mm-hmm. He was focused on the way that he felt, the way that he saw the world, the way that, the things that he cared about. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't worried about the things that was necessary. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What is necessary? You know, I, I just turned 36. I'm I'm happy as can be. And um, <clears throat> we were celebrating my birthday and my sister played a song that, that immediately it, it caused me to break down and I, I begin to cry and it, it caused me to cry because it reminded me of where I came from, the things I used to care about. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, the things that we care about. I don't care about those things no more. They don't even hold me the way they used to. And that's the blessing of it all. Like people focus on so many things when it comes to being a believer, but. Yeah. That in itself is just a blessing. I remember being a Martha. I remember being busy. I do too. I remember being anxious and troubled mm-hmm. about many things. Yep. And now I know what it feel like to just sit at his feet <laughs> and hear him. You know? Mm-hmm. And listen to him. Yep. I know what it's like to take the best that I have and lay it on his feet. I know what it's like to humble myself and abase myself and humiliate myself for him. The thing that makes me look silly to everybody. I, I, I've, I've taken my hair and dried his feet. Mm-hmm. 
I, I know what it's like to look silly. I know how silly this podcast looks. Mm-hmm. But I'm doing the good part. Amen. It's necessary. Even if it's not necessary to somebody else, it's necessary to my soul. Amen. Do you know what I'm saying? It, mm-hmm. It's necessary for you. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you feel about this? Because I'm saying a it's, lot. No, you, it's true. I, I feel like it, it it helps not only helps me, but I feel it, it makes me feel humble. It makes me feel like I'm a part of something greater than myself. And like you said, it, it's not comfortable. It's not predictable. I don't know where any of this is going. Yeah. You know, but I'm following him. Because it's going to profit us something greater. Just a few more scriptures as we close out. Mark chapter 4, verse 35 through 41. Jesus is on a boat and and this storm comes. Once again, these storms are real. Mm -hmm. They exist. They exist. But Jesus is on a boat and he's sound asleep. (laughs) And the first response by the disciples are, teacher. Do you not care that we are perishing? Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like we we want Christ to care about what we care about because we don't understand what He cares about is greater. Mm-hmm. Don't you care that I'm? We perishing? can't see it. Yeah, we can't see what you, he you cares get upset about. with Christ. You like you you don't care about that I'm dying. Do mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You don't care that I'm going through a mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. You don't care that I'm I'm hurting. Jesus is like, it's not that I don't care. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's not that I don't care what you're going through. It's just that what you're going through is what? what? It's not going to matter. Mm-hmm. It's not going to matter. Not in the sense that you think it's supposed to matter. Right. Not in the sense that you, it, you think it should go. And so Jesus woke up and he said, okay, peace be still. Caused the storm to cease and then looked at them and said, why are you so afraid? Mm. Have you still no faith? You know what I'm saying? Jesus ain't come to save the day. And they're like, thank you, Jesus. And everybody went about their way like, dang, what took you so long? Uh, no, Jesus said, I'm going to do this because y'all acting a fool. Because you're anxious and troubled mm. over a many a silly thing. But then he turned to him. He said, well, now we're going to have to talk about this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm going to help you out. I'm going to be peace on this. But you're going to have to ask me a question. Answer this question. Why are you so afraid? Right. I'm Tell right me. here. And if I'm at peace, shouldn't you shouldn't you? Yeah. I'm, I, if you know that I care about you. And I'm on the boat with you. And I, I, <laughs> <laughs> we're going through the same thing. Right. Oh. We get upset and we worried about what what what's going on in our lives. But Christ is like, didn't I say I care about you? But they don't see it as worry. They like, look at this storm. You you see it like they don't, don't see, see it. As, don't you care mm-hmm. that, that my body is sick and right. racked with pain? Mm-hmm. Don't you care I got cancer? Mm-hmm. Don't you care my husband just left me? Don't you care I just got fired? What are you going to do about it? He like, man, why are you so afraid? Why are you anxious and troubled over all of this? Have you no faith? Have you no faith? See, if you if they knew better, they'd do better. They'd have sat there and went to sleep right beside Jesus. 
You know what I'm saying? It just let Jesus know these folks got to be at my feet listening some more. Mm-hmm. They got to be at my feet listening some more. Last scripture, Matthew 22, 15 through 22. The Pharisees plotted on how to entangle Christ with words. They sent the disciples to him along with the Herodians and said, teacher, we know that you are true and teach the way of God truthfully. And you do not care about anyone's opinion for you are not swayed by appearances. See, they try to catch him and say, you know, you don't, you care. don't care about this stuff. You don't stuff. care about this stuff. You know, you, you don't care about this. So riddle me this. Tell us then what you think. Is it lawful for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Still trying to squeeze them into their beliefs. Yeah. yeah. They said, since you don't care about nothing, do you care about this? It's like we was talking the other day and somebody was talking about how exciting it is to go to heaven and die. And then somebody else said, Oh, yeah, and, and somebody better make sure the the funeral cost is paid for. Mm-hmm. Somebody better make sure this is covered. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This, it's the same thing. He said, since, since you're so Christian, since you don't care about none of this, you know what I mean? Right. He said, what do you think? Should we pay our taxes or not? Mm-hmm. Why are they trying to entangle them? They trying to see, since you say you don't care, I bet you you care if you don't pay your taxes to Caesar right. and he come and cut that throat. Right. What Jesus say? Y'all, y'all. He's aware of their malice. He know why they were answering that. Just like we know why people ask us when they ask us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I know what people mean when they ask me certain questions. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, yeah, I, I see you been, you know, doing a lot of stuff at the church. Is it working out? <laughs> Is it working out? How's your bills? Like you talk about trusting God, you still gotta do this and that. You need to eat, don't you? So concerned. Yeah, you. I appreciate your concern. <laughs> I see where it's coming from. I see the slant of the, the question. So did Christ. And so, what do you say to them? He said, "Why do you put me to the test, you hypocrites?" Call them as they saw. <laughs> Why you put me to the test? Verse nineteen says, "Show me the coin for your tax." And they brought him one denarius. And Jesus said to them, whose likeness and inscription is, is on us? And they said, it's Caesar. And then he said to them, therefore, render to Caesar, give to Caesar the things that Caesar's and to God, the things that are God's. Mm. Drops Mike. When he heard this, they marveled and left him and went away. Because mm-hmm. what, what we saying here, let me tell you what he's saying. He said, there's going to be a time for you to be Martha. You got to do what you got. We're not telling y'all to go quit y'all job. (laughs) Nobody's saying that. Render to Caesar was his. Mm -hmm. Whoever made it, make sure they get it. Yeah. He's look on their face. Whose inscription is on it? Mm -hmm. But my question is, look at your life. Yeah. Whose inscription is on it? That heart. Who made that? Who made you? That's right. Yeah, you're going to have to go to work and you have to pay taxes. You have to do a lot of things. But guess what? There's another part of your life that is also required. By the man who made that. He said he made us in his image. That coin was made in the image of who? Caesar. Caesar. You were made in the image of who? God. Give it to him. Amen. Give it to him. He deserves it. He, he's worthy of it. Amen. Give it to him. You know, as we close out, 
This is an awesome episode. I'm excited. We could go a lot, lot longer go with this. But I hope that it caused you to think about some things. Ask some questions. Somebody got to send me some questions, man. I've been getting a few questions, but send me some questions. We on some hard stuff, man. Right. Maybe it should be some controversy. What's, what's good? <laughs> well, I mean, not the controversy, even in the sense of controversy like people like. But there should be some, some, some conflict or some controversy in your mind. Yeah. People should be weighing the situations according to what uh, their values are and, and asking some questions because that's how we grow. That's how we grow. And so ask me at realchurchmatters.com. You can send encouragement as well. I always want encouragement. It builds me up. Pray for me. Pray for Antoinette as she continues to share with her blog. These things aren't easy for us. They're not comfortable. They're not predictable. They are not profitable. profitable. Mm, that's the main one. But they, <laughs> but they are necessary. They are the good part. And so we'll continue to do it. So God bless you. Until next time, we're gone.